See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right thinking, how can life be so nice again? Freighter is going to put away a hat trick. Kavon Freighter. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. You're listening to The Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast. Welcome into the Curse Cast. My name is David Carl. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, RJ Montano. RJ, we got a fun episode this week. We are joined uh, by a very special guest, Mr. Ron Patel. Uh, what's his title, RJ? Vice President of Tickets and Corporate Partnerships. And we know him. If you have been to a New Mexico United game, if you've been following New Mexico United or the Albuquerque Soul prior to that, you likely know Ron, or at least know Ron's face. He's been uh, involved in the soccer scene here in New Mexico for quite some time. Ron, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we're, we're here to, to talk about a lot of things, but uh, Ron, you're not going to be our typical guest. We typically, our guests, stay for a segment. Ron's going to co-host with us today. Um, yeah! And, and, and one of the things that we always do when we start, one of the first things we do, if you've listened to the show, is we recap uh, the past week. We recap the past game. The most recent game was a hell of a fun run. F- fun one. Ron, you were there uh, as a fan. Why was that? What was that like? I was flabbergasted. Yeah. By the amount of away support that we had, I couldn't believe how loud we were. And when I say we, I'm really talking about the curse. We. That's all of us. And the curse was unbelievable. And just just to see that many people travel up to Colorado Springs, the tailgate itself, I got there a little late. Uh, My wife and I went and did a little sightseeing, got to the tailgate a little late, and I couldn't believe how many people were already there. And by the time it got to game time, I mean, I know they had the dollar beers from like 5 to 5.30. Mm-hmm. Most of the curse stayed outside and said, you know, we've got, we got free, free beers, beers <laughs> in the, the parking park. lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. We had a great time. Uh, for those of you who weren't able to make the trip and, and watched on ESPN+, Plus, uh, whether you're at Star Brothers, Rio Bravo, wherever you might have been, um, we had a hell of a time pregame. You didn't get to see that. But that tailgate was a lot of fun. We met up with the uh, with the Trailhead supporters group for Switchbacks FC. Uh, they made some really good fajitas. We had green chili cheeseburgers brought to you by RJ Montano put was the grill master himself. We had uh, another curse member bring up some elk burgers, some elk steaks. Good, yeah. Man, that was so good. Yeah, and uh, had we partied it, it up. Had some beer. RJ had some vodka. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we had a blast, and that was just the beginning of it. Uh, made our way into the stadium, uh, and uh, like you said, Ron, we were we were loud, we were rowdy, we did our thing, uh, and I think uh, I think maybe some folks were taken aback by the level of away support, which is that's a good way to surprise people. I think. Yeah, I, it was it was truly fantastic just to hear it. I was sitting one section over from the curse, and I would just hear the drums, and I'd hear the chants, and you guys were in unison. And again, we've had five home games, and I still just cannot fathom how much support we have behind this team. And and I give all the credit in the world of that to to the curse. 
So it was a lot of fun because we all we we did a march to the match like we always do. Yeah, a little shorter this time. Our away seats were kind of far out in the corner, but another march to the match, march around the stadium. People were kind of like, "What's going on? What's what's happening? I don't know how to feel about this because this is cool to see it, but it's not us." Yeah, but uh, the, yeah, the looks on people's faces was, was <laughs> the fun. I mean, they were they were shocked by it for the, the Colorado Springs fans. Sure, but then as we walked by them, they just kind of smiled, and I mean, I was high fiving them. I was. They were just. I mean, a lot of them came over. I think and said some really nice things to a lot of us that were there to support them. And we'll, we'll talk about this. There's a lot of great things said about the the away crowd that we took up there. New Mexico United took up there. So we'll we'll get to that too. But yeah, we really uh, we really put on a good face. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And let's let's get to the actual product on the pitch because that's what we're all here for. A three to one victory uh, for New Mexico United. Uh, Three goals came from one guy, uh, and that one guy happens to lead the league in scoring. His name's Kevon Freighter. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, ten goals in ten matches for the freight train. Um, Ron, what did you make of uh, his performance? Well, it was goal after goal after goal. And it started early. I want to say it was about the 29th minute, was it? About 18th. One? It was the 18th minute. The it was 18th that early. Minute. And just to, to see Kevon really... Uh, get after it to see to see Kevon put that many in the back of the net was was really cool to see. I think the first one, uh, I think Devin set him up pretty nicely if I remember correctly. Yeah, so both of Kevon's first two goals were what some people might refer to, and I love this term and I mean it in an endearing way as garbage goals. Uh, Devin uh, goes in on the first one, uh, a tackle uh, from their left back, which looked to be a little bit behind Devin in my opinion, um, could have been called a penalty. Didn't end up really mattering. The ball squirts across to the left uh, where Kavan is waiting for it um, for an easy put away to the right side. So that was his first goal, as you said, RJ, in the 18th minute. Um, second goal, 18 minutes later. Double your uh, time, double your goals. He gets up to two uh, with, uh, again, another another garbage goal, one that comes off of a rebound, uh, drops right to him. And that's not the guy, if you're Colorado Springs, who you want the ball dropping to. He's in great form right now. And uh, he doubles the lead, uh, makes it 2-0 in the 36th. And uh, at this point, we're feeling pretty good. Feeling really good. It's uh, two, what you said, garbage goals. I love that term. Kavan's at the right place at the right time. He knows where he needs to be. And exactly like you said, you don't want it to fall in front of him because he's going to put it away. And he did. He's confident right now. I mean, and, and Kavan's a player who, when he's confident, look out. Uh, you know, he's always a good player, but when he is in form, when he's feeling it, when he's in the zone, I think more so than almost anybody on United, when he kind of locks on, I mean, he scores goals in bunches. He's had two hat-tricks already this season. Uh, he had two goals in another game, so eight of his ten goals in three games. Uh, so he's a guy who scores goals in bunches, and, and again, when he when he gets in the zone, he's almost impossible to stop. And let's not forget, I mean, Colorado Springs got one back right away. Mm-hmm. And then if it wasn't for another glorious save by Cody Mizell, it could this could have been a 2-2 match very, very quickly. Yeah, and the, the goal that's up for save of the week um, was a hell of a, just a reaction save from Cody on a header across. I don't remember who the who the the potential goal scorer would have been in that situation, but uh, luckily wasn't too far to the left or the right. Cody was in the middle of the goal, and it's just a quick reaction save. Gets his hand up, punches it over the bar. I think that was just... Prior to or just after halftime? I think it was just after half. Just after halftime. The sun 63rd was in his minute. Eyes, yeah, and yeah. the switch side. So he had the sun right in his eyes. You so. mentioned the sun in his eyes. What could he have used? 
potentially to keep the sun out of his eyes, Ron. An umbrella, maybe? An umbrella. No. I don't know if you can bring an umbrella <laughs> on the pitch. What do, what do you think, RJ? Anything? I, I usually put my hands up, block the sun out. What about a hat? What about a ball cap? Ooh, that's a good idea. A, hat. a ball cap. Well, if you get the chance, folks, go ahead and, and take a look. Well, maybe around the 50th minute to 55th, 56th, something in there. Go ahead and watch a little bit of the match and, and, and notice a, a nice little ball cap on the head of Cody Mizell with a nice little logo on it. A little bit of turquoise in there, some yellow, some black. It's a cursed ball cap, folks. And he was wearing it. One of our loyal supporters... Toss- John, John Patchett. I want to give him a yep. shout out. He's my yep. across street neighbor. There you go. Nice. How awesome is that? So John uh, noticed that the sun was difficult for Cody. I mean, it's an east to west stadium, which is not very common. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not going to accuse switchbacks of any foul play here, but they have their games early. It's an east to west stadium. <laughs> they put the they put us on the other side for the uh, second half. I'm, I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying the sun's in Cody's eyes, uh, and and a curse member John throws Cody his hat, and Cody wears that to block the sun out. That's you. You cannot beat that advertising. I didn't pay for that. It just happened. We can't pay for that. No, we cannot afford that. That I, was I just amazing. I don't sell that in my sponsorship. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The story I heard though was that before John handed the curse hat to Cody, that okay, this was their third game in seven days. Traveled so many miles. I'm sure right. you saw Cody's tweet about that. And they packed real quickly to get on the road again. And they just didn't think about it and didn't pack a hat. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a hat for Cody. So he was asking our guys. And Brandon Morris, I think, hey, do we got a hat? We got a hat. And John, I think, heard that they were looking for it and ran over there. And it's not something that. you think of typically. Again, yeah. most stadiums aren't east to west. Most of the time, you're not going to have the sun in your eyes like that. I mean, it may be something that you should prepare for, but we're not all Boy Scouts. I'm not going to think to do that. Uh, so, yeah, good thing John was where he was. And uh, potentially, maybe Cody doesn't make some of those saves if he's not got the hat on. So, credit to John. John, you earned us, uh, I'll say you earned us one of the three points, John. Way to go. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, just just to let everybody know that Cody, that hat is available. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shameless plug time. Let's do it. So, yes, you can get one of the magical curse hats, the only (laughs) hat that is trusted by the top goal goalie in the in the entire usl literally the only hat that has ever been worn by a new mexico united player on the pitch and ever. the only hat responsible for one of three points i think too. boom so that's a magic hat find us at your next curse event <laughs> and pick up one of those great hats 20 bucks they're great um all right shameless plug time over let's get back to it uh so in the 63rd minute mike seth scores on on that kind of uh sun in the eye goal yep on on cody gets one back for the switchbacks and Kinda that was a bit of a in- bounce around Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. but it, it gives them a little bit of uh, uh, momentum, I guess. Um, they haven't scored but once before in their own stadium. Only their second goal of the season at home at Widener Field. Uh, Kevon Freider has scored more at Widener, Widener Field this year than switchbacks have. That's that's rough going for Colorado Springs, and 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 not trying to talk smack on them at all. It's just it's been tough. It's been a tough tough go for them. I'm sure they were thrilled to get that goal, and, and frankly, shortly after that goal, for the next couple minutes, they had some momentum. They quickly got another corner kick. Cody had to make another save there. Um, the goal was on a low cross, which we've had some trouble with this year. Uh, low balls across the box have resulted in goals against us because we get a lot of deflections in that area. Um, so smart play from Colorado Springs. Mike Seth, as you said, getting the goal in the 63rd. Um, but New Mexico weathers the storm. Uh, and just 12 minutes later, 
Kavon, one-on-one against the keeper, just barely beats him to the ball, uh, dekes around to the left, and calmly, I would say, because he had a defender closing, puts the ball into the back of the net for his hat trick. Very nice It was an open net, but at the same time, it's It's not the easiest thing in the world with with an angle like that, but he put it away like a professional. Yeah, stayed calm, stayed calm. And again, there was a defender closing. It was an open net, but that defender had already closed the angle a little bit. If Kavon waits another second, it's blocked. Um, He could easily have put it wide. So again, as you said, as a professional, puts it away. Uh, Three goals uh, for Kavon there. Hat trick on the day and three goals for New Mexico United. Results in three points. A pretty good away day, I'd say. Yeah, and then rewatching the game because immediately we went home and well, not immediately. <laughs> well, we went to we the bar. Home. <laughs> we went to the bar first. That was important. We went uh, after celebrating those three points. We went home and watched the replay. Yeah, and I, initially during the game, I felt like maybe we didn't dominate as much as we should have. Mm-hmm. But watching the replay, it, it's it didn't feel like we were out of it. Ever. No. It, it felt like we were more dominant than I had initially saw live. Yeah. Maybe I, that was that vodka talking about. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, as somebody who was, uh, well, relatively sober, um, I, I saw. Dollar beer night. Dollar beer. You got to take advantage. Um, but no, I, I thought when we were watching live, I thought we were the better team, but not to the extent that maybe I expected coming into this. Uh, I was. Uh, Colorado Springs had. had, had times where they possess the ball really well. Now, New Mexico won possession overall. When we're not a particularly high possession team, we like to counter a lot. Uh, New Mexico ended up with 58% of the possession. But there were spells where Colorado Springs looked dangerous. Uh, there were spells where they got shots off. They had more shots than New Mexico did. Uh, same amount on target, but they uh, more than doubled New Mexico's shots overall, 21-9. to 9. Um, so, so they weren't entirely out of it. But going back and watching the replay, New Mexico did look more dominant on second watching, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a good. Show. It was a homecoming of sorts for mm-hmm. three of our guys too. With Sam Kavan and uh, and uh, Cam and Josh and Josh, of course. And uh, it's kind of the worst nightmare for Springs fans on that uh, on that second goal is Josh Suggs to Kavan Freider, which is yep. <laughs> your, for your former captain to your former goal scorer in your stadium. That's kind of rough. Well, uh, and and. To, to that, they have Colorado Springs has 10 goals on the season. Yeah. So does Kavon. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. That's rough. It's been a rough go for, for Springs. And we and the, I don't know if you remember, RJ, I think our second or third episode ever, we were talking about the Four Corners Cup, um, which we'll get to here in a little bit as well. Um, but one of the things that I was so excited about was these are four teams, in my opinion, I said that this in the episode, these are four playoff teams. Uh, and three teams right now look like playoff teams. Uh, you know, us, Phoenix, definitely. Salt Lake, Monarchs, uh, probably a playoff team. But Springs is, is anything but that right now, which is unfortunate. I want to see them do well. Um, and they started off in the preseason and in the early stages of the regular season, they started off like a bat out of hell. And they've faded fast. And, and I don't know what the what the deal is. I, I talked to some of the uh, to some of the trailheads folks at the at the tailgate and, and they said, you know, they're worried about belief. Um, and that the, the belief that their guys have, they're worried about management. They're worried about tired strategy. I think is one of the ways that they described it. You know, and and it's it's sad to see. And I, I hope they can improve soon uh, because I think I think the league's better, and I think the Western Conference is better when you have a, a strong switchbacks team. Yeah, and from my understanding, I think they have some injuries right now too, and they were down a number of players. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's kind it of a seems perfect like storm. their fans didn't really like the uh, partnership with the Colorado Rapids either. Yeah, I mean, you and I have talked at length, RJ, about how we feel about USL teams. Uh, you with know, them. being affiliated directly with MLS teams. I'm typically, for the most part, against it. Uh, you know, I I think it hurts more than it helps both the team that has the affiliation and the rest of the league. I think it it really kind of hurts the integrity of the USL championship, in my opinion. Um, 
So yeah, and it sounded like a lot of the trailheads agreed with that. They they weren't yeah, fans. It's interesting to get that perspective from a team that has that possibility of getting some MLS uh, guys coming down. And yeah. for those that don't know, the Rapids used to be affiliated with the Charlotte Independents, mm-hmm. which obviously for the Rapids, having the, the the switchbacks being their their partner is a lot more convenient. Yeah, right down the road, sending folks <laughs> across to the East Coast. And we've got a lot of. Uh, Charlotte ties uh, with our club too, so do. it's an interesting, interesting connection and, there. And you mentioned the the end of the game, and then the the celebration at the at the bar after the game, yeah. and then the replay. But if I can give it, I am a curse member as of well. Of course, you are. I, as a member of the organization, if I can give a class shout out to uh, to the curse for the second straight away match, uh, cleaning up the section mm. after the game, I, I, I love it. I, I participate myself. Uh, we cleaned up the section. We cleaned up the tailgate in the parking lot. Actually, ran into the VP of of Colorado Springs when we were throwing the trash in the dumpster. It was pretty cool. Actually. That's cool. After uh, actually, after I picked up Zach Prince's uh, laptop, which he left in the locker room. <laughs> oh, glad you got in, that in his backpack, which I brought back from Colorado Springs. Well, that was an idea that was uh, put in one of our social media groups. I don't remember which member of the curse was Maria. Was it Maria who posted that? And it was actually an idea that she got uh, from Japan. Some of the oh, players, yeah, from the World Cup. Yeah, from the World Cup. Uh, some of the fans, Japanese fans. Uh, uh, did that after every match, and we we're like, "That's a great idea." I mean, it's a good way to to show our hosts that we appreciate their hospitality, um, and I, I I think it's great. Um, and and we intend to continue to do that uh, for all of our away matches. It's awesome. Yeah, great, it's going to be fun. Match. And right before that, though, it was really cool. The uh, Colorado Springs folks allowed us to go kind of onto the field. Oh to, yeah, to to. You know, congratulate our team on 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 the big victory. So it was really great that they they allowed us to kind of go down, not necessarily not really on the field, but right behind the the advertising boards, and and that was cool. Yeah, and then the players came around and and thanked us. It felt like a home match in that regard. Um, it felt like a home match in in, in several in regards. Every regard, I think. <laughs> but uh, but in that in that way in particular, it was nice to see the players come around. You know, say hi. You know, I, I left my scarf on Kevon's shoulders because. Come on, it's a hat trick hero. He's got to, he's got to get some something for that. Um, but it was great. It was great, um, and we had a lot of fun. So that's uh, I think that'll wrap up uh, the first trip to Springs. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Do we want to get into another segment before we talk about kind of? Well, let's hit this up right now. Let's do it. I'm, I man, I want to go on that game. <laughs> so we got another trip coming up to Colorado Springs yeah. with the, with the uh, New Mexico Freighters. Um, New Mexico the Freighters. Freighters. Uh, <laughs> United is going to play in the Open Cup match on the 29th at Colorado Springs, and that is a, an important game right there. Yeah, no, and, and it's, it's. I mean, if we win, you cannot get ahead of yourselves in a, in a competition like this. Cup competition, anything could happen. But if you win, you potentially have the ability to play an MLS club, which is really cool. Um, one of the main reasons you want to be in the Open Cup is, is to have that opportunity as a USL championship team. Um Ron, I mean, as a member of, of the club, you know, as, as, as somebody who helps this club go, what's the excitement level and how do you keep from getting ahead of yourself in a situation like that? You know, there's a, I think it, the tone is set by Peter, our leader, and he's been vocal about the Open Cup from day one and how, how great of an opportunity it is. But I think the club, you know, the, the team on the pitch and off the pitch, we don't take anything for granted. And it's such a tremendous opportunity to go through a tournament like this for for the American fan that hasn't heard of it before, you know, I always compare it to like the NCAA basketball tournament, but on steroids, mm-hmm. where you could literally go down to the local bar, put together a group of 
15 guys and, and you pay the, the fee and you can start to try to qualify for the Open Cup and, and folks get to advance through the rounds and, and, and move on. So it's, it's such a magical, beautiful tournament. I grew up in England, so I grew up around the FA Cup. And Liverpool, as you well know, is my Premier League team, but my hometown team was Chester City FC. Mm-hmm. And we used to love those FA Cup nights when Chester City got a chance. We never really advanced that far, but, <laughs> but we got to you see. Did play any Premier League games. clubs ever? Not when I was a child living there. Um, they may have since. They had, the team actually went under, and now they're Chester FC. They're not Chester City anymore. Okay. But uh, but growing up around the magic of the FA Cup and now seeing the magic of of uh, the Open Cup, uh, yeah, I don't think the team, our team on the pitch or off the pitch, we don't take it for granted. Uh, it's really exciting to see. Um, you know, Unfortunately, I don't mean to jump the gun on other news here, but sure. Kavon's going to have some rest before that game because he's suspended for our game at Austin this Saturday. He picked up his fifth yellow card. Right. Um, so Kavon will be nice and rested for that game, and, and I know uh, he'll be ready to get back on the pitch. But, but yeah, we've just got to keep things in perspective and know that it's a long season as well as the Open Cup run. Uh, but if we can come out and get get the result we need, we'll be playing MLS competition. And our, I mean, our goal scorers had the opportunity to pick up uh, one of their guys who was suspended for this last game. You know, Santi was out with the red card that he didn't deserve, um, and and Kavon picked him up, and Dev picked him up, and Bees picked him up, and Ryan picked him up, and that's what our guys do. Uh, so yeah, I hate to lose Kavon for for a game. I hate to lose him for an away game, especially in Austin, um, who's a good team. But the guys will step up. No, I'm confident in that. Um, but yeah, going into Springs, uh, like you said, it's 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 an exciting opportunity um, potentially to go into the fifth round, fourth round, fourth, fourth, fourth round, round, excuse me, fourth round uh, of the uh, of the Open Cup, and you know maybe we play uh, uh, Colorado Rapids, maybe we play an FC Denver, See, something like that. That's what I, I would mean, like. Excuse me, an FC Dallas FC rather. Dallas, but but we are not on the team, so I can look ahead a little bit, <laughs> and I am looking ahead a little bit. Yeah. If we get past Colorado Springs, yeah. potentially play Denver. Denver is not good Colorado. this year. Colorado Rapids. Or Colorado Rapids. Yeah. Sorry, you know what I was saying. Yeah. The Rapids, they are not a good team this they year. They got their first win in over 200 days yesterday. Beat the Galaxy. Yeah, that's the first time. It's funny enough. Uh, on the. Yeah, they they beat Zlatan. It's funny because, uh, as we said, Switchbacks having a rough year. Both Switchbacks and uh, and the Rapids both won a game in L.A. this year, and they haven't won much, but they both won a game in L.A. It's interesting, but yeah, we could we could play against so, Colorado. We win two draws Dallas. and nine losses for the Rapids. Yeah, they've they've had a rough year. So if you really want to get ahead of yourself, R.J. and I'm I'm all I'm on board for it. Uh, I mean, we could potentially play a Colorado team that is that is down that has had a really rough year uh, in the MLS, and we don't. I mean. I'd love to get into this. I hope we have the opportunity to get into this further in a future episode. Uh, but then, who knows? Maybe you move on to, to play uh, another team who's, who's doing a little better in the in MLS. The fifth and round here at home where Ron's going to have to somehow bring in some stands because there's not <laughs> enough seating at Ice Coast Park. But then, yeah, maybe we play Over like a... Bullhead, a, like Mike Edwards said today <laughs> on the Nation page. But then we play, we, we, I don't know, maybe we play Dallas at that point or we play Sporting KC or we play uh, LA Galaxy or, or whatever. Man, how cool would it be to host Zlatan at the lab? That would be cool. I'd love to be lots on at the lab. And you know, I got lo- I love hearing this optimism coming out of RJ Montagna here because I am an avid Curse Curse Cast listener. I enjoy consuming the Curse Cast in my drives around town. And I remember hearing RJ talk about why are we playing? Nah, you yeah, that I called on. it an exhibition game. An exhibition game. <laughs> it was like so a glorified I, exhibition game that we're just going to waste our energy on. And now my whole heart is in this. I'm not going to dog on you anymore. Yeah. I see it. The magic of the cup is in your eyes, RJ. I can it's see it's in your right I'll dog on you. I don't mind dogging on you one bit but i think it would be super cool i said this i think i said this to you the other day ron how cool would it be to see santi moore score on tim howard 
Oh, that would be so cool. That would be so in, cool. In his final season. Yes. In, in Tim's final Send season. Send Tim off well with a hat trick from Santi Moar and an extra one from Bees just for good luck. Um, that would be awesome. But yeah, anyway. Four nothing win over the Rapids. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to happen. There's no no other possibility. Let's uh, focus on Colorado Springs first. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, that. coach. Um, but in the meantime, even before that Colorado Springs match, we do play an away game uh, at a tough Austin Bold team. Uh, I think that's a match that if our guys look ahead could be a trap, and hopefully they they won't. Uh, Troy's done a great job of making sure that our guys stay focused on on the game uh, that's in front of them. Um I, I, I don't know that there's much to add on that. Austin Bold, like I said, they are they are a solid team. Um, they're a team that, again, if you overlook, you, you'll be in trouble. I'm look, pulling up the, the table right now. Let me see where they are in the table because I don't remember offhand. Eighth. So they are play, they're in playoff position right now. Ten matches played, four wins, three draws, three losses. Nothing to scoff at. Um, you know, they they again eighth. Uh, they are in playoff position right now. They'd be in one of the play-in games against uh, against Locomotive right now, actually, if if the playoffs started today. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and and we look forward to hopefully bringing home three more away points. How good was it? Uh, you know, on the road trip isn't over yet, but just just let's talk about last week as a whole. Phoenix Rising on the road. Prior to that, you have El Paso on the road, and you have Colorado Springs on the road. Three away matches, three of them in the course of seven days, um, and to come away with a win in the U.S. Open Cup against a very good Phoenix team, a win on the road at switchbacks, and a draw in a very hostile environment uh, down in El Paso. Four points and a U.S. Open Cup win. Damn, that's that, that's a hell of a take from one week. And, and El Paso, a team on the rise. Yes. And I can't pronounce his name. Kiesavetter. Jerome Kiesavetter. I think I pronounced it wrong, a, too. He's a dangerous player. and he Six goals in three games. A brace yeah. in every game. That He is the signing of the season. And I, you know I don't like to praise Locomotive because screw them. But uh, <laughs> the signing of the season so far, if he doesn't slow down, he, he's going to win the golden boot. I mean, I love Kavan. And Kavan is my guy. And Santi's my guy. And those are my picks to win the golden boot, definitely. But you gotta, we gotta, somebody's got to slow him down because... I hate to say it, Kiesvetter is very, very good. And the, t- the two he had on us, I mean, if it wasn't for a couple of really nice saves from Cody, he would have had more than that against yeah. us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he is signing of the year. I agree. Yeah. Speaking of Cody, he uh, tweet, you mentioned this tweet a little earlier, but he said three cities, seven days, 2,100 miles traveled. Got to love that Western they, Conference. They didn't, they didn't leave. I mean, everywhere they played was a state over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like they traveled to, to Charlotte. They. That's how big this Western Conference is. It's and that's the thing. If you're in the Eastern Conference and you've got three away games in a row, they, you could stay within you know, a, a tri-state area. Our tri-state area <laughs> is bigger than half the East Coast. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we've got, We're the fifth biggest state geographically. and Yeah, it's tough in the, East, in the Western Conference, rather. But uh, they don't eat green chili cheeseburgers on the East Coast. We brought green chili cheeseburgers that RJ cooked yep. in the parking yeah. lot. Uh, our peace offering to our fellow... Or I guess our Colorado. Shout players. out to the Trailheads, by the way. Yeah, uh, those were, were great were awesome. people. Yeah, they were really nice, uh, really hospitable, uh, great people. We had a great time with them, uh, hanging out uh, in 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 the tailgate in the in the parking lot. Um, just really nice, really hospitable people. The few, the proud, the Trailheads. That's right. All right, let's take a quick break because there's a lot more we want to get to with Ron. Ron's uh, really influential to the local soccer scene so we want to get into some of these stories that Ron might have for us so Woo-hoo. let's take a quick break we'll come back on the other side with more uh, more Ron Patel into the curse cast New Mexico United Soccer 
more than a team, this is a family. We wanted so badly, so desperately to do this for Justin and his family and to honor his dad, and we honored him in the best way possible. You better not be the one to doubt us. We had to Because we can blow your mind. What a win with the goalie. We had, and it's 3 Mexico United Soccer on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We gon' blow your mind. And welcome back into the Curse Cast. We are again joined by our special guest, Ron Patel from New Mexico United. And Ron, you yourself have been involved in the New Mexico soccer scene for quite some time, not just with uh, with United, but prior to that with the Albuquerque Soul. Um, and it wasn't always, let's say, as glamorous as things have gone so far <laughs> for United. Take us through what were early days like uh, when it came to the Soul. Yeah, so I guess I should probably start with how I got into the Soul. I I, uh, I moved here about 16 years ago, and um, I now consider myself an adopted New Mexican. I've been here this long, and I uh, this was back in 2013, and literally was watching YouTube one night, watching videos of penalty shootouts where England got knocked out of the World Cup because I am an Englishman. And, <laughs> and love, you're a masochist. Love misery, <laughs> just like you do. You're an Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. I know you like that. And I was watching videos, and I started thinking, why isn't there more soccer here and, and I saw a gap that I wanted to try to fill. And before this, I, I, I've been an entrepreneur. And since 2006, I'd started a business in 06 that I had for almost 10 years. And I said, all right, we got UNM soccer in the fall. But other than that, there's really nothing else going on. So I did my research. I did not know much about the leagues, the USL, the MLS, the the PDL. I Obviously, I'd seen MLS games. But back then, USL had uh, 12 teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, PDL, which is uh, now USL League 2, had about 55, 60 teams, and they were looking to grow the West Coast. So I got in touch with the league, and uh, and we started this, the Albuquerque Soul back in 2013 and started the first season back in 2014. And uh, again, this is PDL, which is now USL League Two. Yes. Um, and as far as kind of running a team, um, it's not all the bells and whistles as you get at the USL Championship team. Um, you just kind of got to make things go. It's more of, of a get to where you need to go, uh, you know, make sure the players are fed, and and that's kind of you make things work. It, it's is that kind of an accurate depiction? Yeah, it's definitely the budget was much less for yeah. for this team than it was for for New Mexico than it is for New Mexico United. And it it, it you know at the end of the day it was a it was a business. Mm-hmm. It was a soccer team, and I had experience running businesses. I hadn't necessarily had experience running a soccer business. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of unknowns, items that I didn't realize should have been on the expense sheet until you get into the season and you realize you need these things. And I just remember thinking about, and again, it sounds silly thinking back now, but I never realized how much athletic tape we were going to go through. I figure, all right, these guys are playing. Uh, for those who don't know, the PDL, USL League 2, is, is generally a, a bunch of college all-star teams. They bring in guys from colleges from all over the country. Um, the, co- the college coaches love it because it keeps the guys fresh over the summer when they can't work with And it's them. an amateur league. And it's an amateur out. league. Yeah, it's amateur league. So it's either guys that are playing college, going to college, or have left college, still trying to make the pros. And uh, it's, a, it's a great high-level league. There's a lot of college coaches that swear by sending their guys to the PDL. Uh, coach of Georgetown University men's soccer, Brian Weiss, actually sends a lot of his kids. He's from Albuquerque, Brian Weiss, and uh, sends a lot of his kids to PDL teams. 
So it was learning how to bring in all these 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 guys that were stars in their colleges, mm-hmm. and then putting them on a team where they're training with some local guys and some other guys and other stars from colleges. And some guys weren't getting the the, the playing time they were getting at their colleges, so there were some ego things there and delicate balances. It was lots of different things. But at the end of the day, it was it, it was a small business that would happen to be a soccer team, and I had to learn the business, and I learned a lot of things the hard way. <laughs> and, and you, I remember you and I have, have spoken about before, kind of making sure that there were enough people to drive the vans to the games. Yeah. I mean, take us through some of that. Yeah, so, um, you know, my partner in the team, uh, had a couple partners in the team, uh, Aaron, who was the majority owner from, from California, uh, but Larry Lencho Espinosa, a lot of people in the soccer community and the love in general love Lencho. And so so Larry and I were figuring it out together. And at the time I was running in my business full time. So Lencho was kind of running the soul and I was helping when I could. And so I'll, I remember Lencho helped us get this deal with, with a Ford dealership here in town. We had these two 15-seater vans and they wrapped them in, in Albuquerque Soul stuff and, and the dealer logos and they were great and then we realized well i guess you gotta have someone to drive these things right so <laughs> day before the game the first road game right, who are we gonna have and, and it was uh it was vegas we were going to las vegas uh nevada mm-hmm. obviously in new mexico you have to say las vegas nevada yep my wife's from las vegas new mexico <laughs> and uh and so we're about to leave and, and larry's been trying to process the paperwork for these players and we didn't realize that the players that were from overseas needed visas and you need these approved and and literally larry was driving up to las vegas Nevada, in these power Ford vans. Well, Larry wasn't driving. It was his his dad, Lorenzo, who's amazing, and his uncle, this guy, Nick, and they were the two drivers driving. The guys, they stopped at a Starbucks in Flagstaff so they could they could take pictures and fax or something, more paperwork <laughs> to the league office. Uh, I heard that our goalkeeper, who's also from Albuquerque, um, was in Orange County and got his car broke down. We thought we weren't going to have a goalkeeper for the game. And, of course, my first reaction is, I play goalkeeper. I could <laughs> hey, it's an amateur league. I, Chris Cartledge was like was our coach, and I thought I'd have a little fun with him. And I I, I proposed that idea. He said, "No, I think we're okay, Ron. I think we're going to be fine." I think you'd rather have no one in there. Yeah. So I was coincidentally I was at a conference for my my business in Las Vegas. So all the people that were at the conference came to watch the game to support Aaron and myself and and Lencho because they all knew Aaron. They knew me. And, and anyway, we got out there. Some of the guys had paperwork they could play. Others didn't. And I mean, the story, the list of stories just goes on and on and on. (laughs) So, so again, this is 2000, 2014 was the first season, 2014. And obviously the the solar are are going strong now. Um, But how did you yourself transition from, uh, from that to where we are now? Obviously there, I'm sure there's a million steps in between, but, but give us the kind of the spark notes on that. Yeah, sure. So uh, the, the soul was, was a huge part of my life for many, many years. And I'm, Still a, an avid soul fan and season ticket holder. Me too. And and, uh, and I really enjoyed going to the games last year because I had never got to go to the games. As you well know, when you see us at New Mexico United in the front office, even at this level, we're working the game. Yeah. Um, so with the Soul Games, I was running the game day with Lencho. We were always working. So last year after I'd left the team, I actually got to go watch the games and enjoy it as a fan. And there's nothing purer than, than amateur Lower league soccer. Yep. Uh, you know, guys like Andrew Bolte. Uh, the, the, Number just, one yeah. soul fan. Oh, he's, he's incredible. Yep. And just getting to see it from a fan perspective was so awesome to get to see and get to experience. So I stepped away from the soul, which was like a, a child of mine in a way, because I had this opportunity with Peter and with New Mexico United to, to kind of fulfill my dream of working in professional soccer. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like with the job I have now, I I honestly, I feel like I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do. Mm. And there's really just nothing more beautiful than that. And the fact that I end up getting a paycheck every two weeks is is kind of a bonus. 
Uh, but I love what I do. Don't tell Pete that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we cut that out? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Pete knows this and it's just, it, when you, when you feel this way about what you're doing, I mean, you really, you, you don't have a bad day in your life. So you were kind of involved in the early days of United as well. What were some of those conversations with, with Peter, uh, you know, toward the beginning, what were those like, how did you guys kind of come to this? All right. Yeah. We're going to, to quote, Peter Trevisani, we're doing ah, it. We're you guys doing it. Do that. You took we're doing it. it. <laughs> but what was that like? It was great. Uh, you know, working with Peter has been has been so already. It's been what almost about a year and a half, and uh, we got to know each other. We met each other a couple years before, and I, I've never met a guy just more passionate about about the things that he wants to get done. Um, and, and Peter will will push you in ways that you haven't been pushed before. And there was the USL did an article uh, about me being in, with a soul and going to the. And I, they quoted me in the article as saying Peter Trevisani is crazy. That's what they quoted me as saying. <laughs> and and I meant it in the nicest way possible. In that look, he has these these crazy high expectations for everyone, but not just everyone himself too. Mm-hmm. And no matter what idea you bring into the office with Peter, he's going to sit there look at it from every. And he has this this innate ability to look at it from every angle and figure out how do we make that better? How do we squeeze every ounce of that? How do we make this? Is this true to our mission? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, our mission at New Mexican United is to bring New Mexicans together in ways they've never experienced before. And that's what everything revolves around. So so working with Peter has been an absolute treat. And, and again, he's he's been able to push me in ways that I've, other bosses haven't been able to. I've had business partners, like when I, I was in the delivery business for a long time, it was great having a business partner right there, but he couldn't push me, I think, the way that Peter pushes me and, and pushes me to be better every single day. And is is that kind of part of what you sold Peter on with, with again, you guys are trying to bring this team together. It's a partnership. Um, but was was the unity thing part of it from day one? What, what was the conversation where you're like, let's work together, let's do this? We're doing it. We're do- That's right. <laughs> We're doing it. Um, I don't know if there was like an exact conversation, but I, I'll, I mean, I'll never forget the first day. Let me let me start with that. Like sure. January eighth, twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, January eighth, twenty eighteen. We showed up at our office. This is New Mexico United's birth. Uh, we had a, a little spot of a warehouse down in the downtown. You know where Via Miriam Coffee Shop yeah, is? Yeah. On Commercial, next to our prior office mm-hmm. at the Verge Building, and we started. There was no heat. And there was no Wi-Fi, and it was just all right. We need some place to get started and figure out how we're going to start this pro soccer team, and uh, that's how that's how it began. And we'd end up going to Via Miriam next door because I didn't want to wear my jacket and run the hotspot off my cell phone. <laughs> so then we finally realized, okay, we need a real office. So we went and got another office. And uh, but that first day, I'll never forget it. We have a picture at, uh, on my phone still of Peter and I holding uh, markers, dry erase markers, and the whiteboard. And there's a list on the on the whiteboard of the things we got to do. We got to go figure out this. I got to pull it up and see what the list was. Yeah. But we got to we got to do that. And this thing was literally started from scratch. It was it was started with pixie dust. Uh, but all along, the you know the messaging points that Pete always talked about was how do we bring people together mm-hmm. in unique and, and awesome ways, and how do we create positive outcomes. And you guys have had him on the show. I know you've heard him say this before, but that wasn't just a line. It's something that he's all about every single day when we're running running this team. That's awesome. Well, like every episode, we have fan questions. We put it out on social media and ask people, hey, here's our next guest. What do you want to know? And uh, we had several questions come in, Ron. We had a ton of questions coming in. So uh, I just want to hit a couple of these. Uh, Javier asked about 30 questions. So thanks, Javier. (laughs) But one of the questions that he asked that I want to know is, how do you guys make your your decisions? Is it it heart, brains, guts? Uh, Like, what, what? makes the decisions because 
it seems like everything you've done, you've hit it out of the park. So I think what you're asking is in the front office the how front we make office, our decisions, yeah. right, Javier? Okay. Um, the back office. I mean, every office you have there. <laughs> All the offices. How do we make our decisions? You know, it, it comes back to, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but with everything we do in the company, is it working towards fulfilling the mission? Is it working towards uh, continuing this this culture of positivity and positive outcomes for people. So if it's something, are we, are we going to bring on this new sponsor, let's say? We're going to talk about it, it. We call them partnerships. We don't call them sponsorships. And that's not just a cheesy line. It really is. It should be a two-way street. Can this business leverage the team to grow their business? And can our business, the soccer team, benefit from having this business a part of it? And it's not always financial. There's lots of relationships where you know the financial piece is, is nice to have, but there's also a, a another benefit that we have from being partners with that club. So how do we make decisions? It's, it's usually done by multiple people. It's never usually one person mm-hmm. because it's good to get vetted. And then a lot of the big decisions, of course, we got to go through the big guy. So it's, 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 I've worked really hard on how do I pitch this to Peter? And I'll say, all right, Pete. <laughs> you got to be a salesman. I, I, yeah, I got to be a salesman. I'd always be closing, right, right RJ? <laughs> That's great. Uh, so uh, Keaton on Facebook asks, uh, trying to bring soccer to New Mexico. Now, I'd like to, for, for both the Seoul and, and United, what's the biggest roadblocks? The biggest roadblocks um, for, and this, this probably isn't just for soccer. This is just for any business. A lot of the times when, when you try to do something new, different, great, uh, there's there's the naysayers, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the people that really try to, to verbally get in your way. Um, and is, I think the thing is, is, if you believe in something and you're passionate about something enough that you just kind of have to will it to happen. I think that's what this team has done. I remember the effort that we put forth in trying to get people in the stadium for that opening night. And, you know, as, as amazing as these crowds have been, I got to be honest, we did not expect this much fandom this quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think what it was, it was this kind of, and again, it comes back to, I never forget Peter, the, the talk Peter gave us the morning of the first match uh, at Isotopes Park. We did this at the office. Yeah, I was there for that. You were there for I that. Happened, so I actually had come by uh, to pick up some merch, and I, I just happened that. to be there, and Pete's like, you want to come in? And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to come to your meeting. He's like, no, no, come sit. This was awesome, so you, I was there. Continue, you sorry. It. You saw the yeah. passion, okay? So, so, so you were at this meeting, and I'm painting TIFO? Yeah, yeah, the exact same time. Just want to make sure that's what was going on. Yeah, but no, that 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 talk that you saw, David, was was really just kind of like the the conglomeration of a year and a half of work. And the talk that he gave for those that weren't in the room was just, look, we came out, we said this is New Mexico United, and this is what we do. That's one of his lines. Mm-hmm. But we're New Mexico United. We're going to do this, okay? And we started, uh, we, we recorded early on, we created this thermometer of all the other teams in the USL and what their total season ticket numbers were for their first year in the league. And we had this thermometer. So every time we would surpass a team, we'd fill the thermometer up to there. And we just surpassed another team that's on Friday. Uh, nice. We surpassed Las Vegas um, with, with our season ticket total. And he walked in, and every time we surpassed one of these teams, we, had, uh, we printed out the logo of the team. We had it on the wall of the next one we had to hit. And just reminding the sales team and the whole office, we got to beat them next. So the first one, I think, was Charlotte. Then it was Colorado Springs. Then it was maybe Oklahoma City. It was all these teams. And then in this meeting, Peter stands up in front of it, and here's what we did. He rips up the paper. We beat them. We beat them. He starts throwing papers. There's just trash everywhere. <laughs> but he gave this heartfelt talk, and I think he's told you guys this too. Is He's like, this is the dream I never realized I had. Mm. And, and he just turned to the front office and just said, you guys helped do this. And this is amazing, and we're going to take. And again, that was just the that was just game one. Yeah, right. And then now you have to take game one and not get complacent and say, "All right, we got twelve thousand people in the stadium. We're we're all good." 
Now you got to get even more aggressive now because anyone can do really well the first time. How do you repeat it? Step, step two, step three, step four. And another question kind of bouncing off of this from Aaron Reeder on Facebook. He, he asked, uh, can you, can we ask some questions about sustainability? Were you guys expecting this level of support this early, which you guys said, no, you weren't. But how is the front office responding to it? And has it changed the initial plans at all? Other than attending matches, how can fans do their part to help sustain the club? It's a great question. And, and I think the, the, the most... The best way that a fan can help sustain the club is is just be authentic, authentically be a fan. Uh, we we don't have to ask you to do anything different. I think just you know when, when people ask me about you know what is it that's working? What why is this so popular so quickly? Why are there so many people in the stands? My answer is it's not because we've got that many soccer fans here. The people in those stands are not necessarily there for soccer. They're there for New Mexico. That's what everyone is there for. RJ, when you came to your first game, yeah, I know you fell in love with the World Cup, but at the same time, you weren't a complete bought-in soccer fan, right? No, I was there for for my hometown team. This is the team that I could support that's here. So, yeah, you're right. And and that's really, really what makes... So, so I I don't know if I have a great answer to how how can the fans help us, other than just just be fans. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy this movement. What we're all going through right now is one of the most special things we will all experience in our entire lives. I know I work for the club and that's easy for me to say that, but as fans, I hope you, cause I'm a I, fan too. I don't, I don't work for the club. RJ yeah, doesn't work for the club. club. And this is, this is something I've never experienced. Um, and I don't expect I probably ever will again. It's, it's, it's something and, and I'm doing my best along the way to, to, to stop and smell the roses and realize how special this is. Yeah. I, and, and again, we did not have these expectations. We were confident. We knew we knew we were onto something. We knew this is the right marketplace. It's not a crowded professional sports marketplace. Uh, but that opening night, I remember just taking my phone. I probably posted the pic, the video on New Mexico United and I was in tears. Yeah. I was just, it was like 15 minutes and we got the game off. When you work in pro sports, the hardest thing is to get the game <laughs> off. Once you get the game off, then you can kind of say, all right, where's my customer service issues and other people upset with their seats or whatever. Sure. And then I took a few minutes and I just filmed the flags and I started crying like a little baby. It was just, <laughs> wow. It well, it's crazy. the realization of a dream. I don't think anybody would begrudge you for that. I mean, literally, uh, from the moment you said in like 2013, you said, I'm going to bring, you know, a soccer team here to New Mexico. And, and you know, that all of that, all of the work w- was leading to that moment. And, and I, I would have cried, too. Yeah, it was. But I mean, th- there's so many people that have gone into yeah. creating this team. I mean, our team back at the front office, we're about 20 of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much talent in that front office. You guys know a lot of them, but yeah. there's, there's a number of them you don't know. Yeah. But people that have, have worked in different industries, people that are straight out of college, but have incredible talent. Uh, Peter, people that have come drive. from all walks of life and drive. And it's because we're all there for the same purpose. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and I think every time we meet somebody new there, um, you know, there have been new people who have been brought into the office recently who were just getting to know. Dorian comes to mind, for yeah. example. You know, these, these are people who who were just getting to know, and every, it seems like every single time, everybody's on the same page, um, which is really nice. Everybody gives a shit, um, and they work hard, and they are all fighting for the same goal, um, which is really nice to see because within – any organization, not just like a, a professional sporting club, uh, but like any organization, there's usually a naysayer or two. And, and I don't feel that with United. It's it's nice to see. It's a, it's a good vibe. Yeah, no, Dorian was hired at the same time as Jessica. And mm-hmm. we got over 150 resumes for those two positions. Poor Liz had to go through all those resumes yeah. <laughs> and screen and do the interview process. And, and you're absolutely right. Everyone is on the same. And I think it comes back to our Monday morning meeting. Every Monday morning, we have an all-staff meeting. Most sports teams don't do that. They don't bring in the departments together. A lot of time we have the head coach this week. We couldn't obviously because of travel, but right. they'll bring in the, the, the tech, some of the technical staff. One, I remember that one of the meetings, they brought in a bunch of players so the players could see what goes on in the front office. That's awesome. 
That's great. Just to see that kind of camaraderie coming together. It's fantastic. Um, Jake Chingon Records, at Chingon Records on Twitter. Loyal listener. He sends questions every week. Uh, Curious about the uniqueness of having two front of the kit sponsors. Uh, Aside from the additional revenue, what other factors went into having two sponsorships and or partnerships? Excuse me. Are the partnership agreements one year long term? How does this work? This is awesome. Sure. Yeah, they're both multi-year deals. Um, it was a concept that Peter brought to the table, uh, saying, you know, why, you know, he, he remember saying to me like, why do we have, to, why can't we have two Jersey sponsors? And here I am thinking, I've never thought of two that. on the front, right? Uh, one on the left side, oh, one on the right side. Like, <laughs> I don't think I would have liked that. Peter, I just uh. don't think that's going to work. Again, it's the way that Peter thinks though. He thinks, <laughs> thinks three dimensionally. And I, and then he said, no, you're not hearing me. He's like two, you have a home and you have an away. I'm like, that's pretty smart. Yep. And, and I can't so, believe nobody's thought of that. Right. Like, I, I don't think, and I've, I've watched soccer my whole life, I don't think I've ever seen that, ever, at no. any level. No, I haven't either. And, and I've been watching since I was three years old. But, right. Uh, so so the motivation behind it, obviously, financially, there was there was a benefit to doing it because we realized the market we're in, and if we're going to get the same dollar amount for a sponsorship in New Mexico, it's a little harder to get those higher dollar amounts. So what we did is we split the asset up in two. Mm-hmm. So that's the financial kind of benefit behind it, or reasoning behind it. Uh, the The... The other purpose behind it really was you had two companies with two motivations, but they can bring value to a partnership. So Crane Shares was really looking to increase their West Coast brand exposure. And so when we're playing in Phoenix, when we're playing in Las Vegas, when we're playing in Sacramento uh, and all these these big cities on the on the West Coast, that's where their market really is. That's so, uh, I didn't think so about that. So the away jerseys are being worn in those markets. Yeah. Meow Wolf is your homegrown New Mexican company. I think both brands bring a lot of credibility to each other. And it's really just a a, a celebration, I think. You know, when, when people say, How do you describe Meow Wolf? I tell you you have to go just go experience it. Yeah. When people say how do you describe it in a Mexican United home game? I give the exact same answer. Yeah, it's a good point. That's good. And the away the away kit, that's an interesting thing that I, I would not have thought of because Crane Chairs doesn't necessarily have much of a presence in New Mexico that I'm aware of, but the away market, I, had, I never would have thought of that. You go to L.A., so you go to Phoenix, you yeah. go to Seattle, you know, that's... Yeah, that's really smart. I, I never, ever would have thought of that. Yeah. All right. Um, and, and it's caught fire because there are more eyeballs watching New Mexico United now because of what the hell is going on. Yeah. So Crane Shares is getting a valuable, I mean, sponsorship dollars by all these extra eyeballs on ESPN Plus looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, definitely. Um, so we've got a very stereotypical New Mexican question here from Aaron. Best breakfast burrito in Burke. Bre- best breakfast burrito in, in Burke. Burke. I'm going to have to give that to... My friends at the Daily Grind. Okay. Over near San Mateo. I've not Color had their burrito. The I-40. That's really good. I have to do some research. Golden, Pride, Golden Pride Close, second place. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, New Mexico Jerky Company. I don't know if you've ever had their... Oh, there you get their bacon and red or their chicharrones. Oh my! God. I go there for just the chicharrones. They're so good. <laughs> just chicharrones, red chili. Get the chicharrones, red chili burrito. Oh, so good. I, I, I stay with Golden Pride. I love Golden number Pride. Number two. Yeah. I mean... I don't think I've ever had anything else. And I love Blake's. Number two. I love Blake's. Blake's is great. That's uh, about a pound. It's the size of your head, and it's delicious. So if any listeners want to tweet at us where some good breakfast burritos are and want to take us out for some. Yeah, we can do the research and come back with an answer. All right, I think that's all we've got as far as questions go right now. We will be, uh, we, do we want to do this segment for the game? You want to do that right now, or do we want to come back with a second, another segment? Let's come back with another segment in my, my most and least favorite segments. Yeah, we'll do, uh, we'll do the game that RJ always loses, and then we'll wrap it up with the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be right back on the Cast.
New Mexico United Soccer. More than a team, this is a family. We wanted so badly, so desperately to do this for Justin and his family and to honor his dad, and we honored him in the best way possible. You better not be the one to doubt us. We had to Because we can blow your mind. What a win with a goalie. We had, and it's three now. We can blow your mind. New Mexico United Soccer on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We can blow Welcome back into the CurseCast. I'm RJ Montani alongside David Carl. In this episode, we have the Vice President of New Mexico United, Ron Patel, joining us. Ron, it's been a fun episode so far. Yellow just like cornbread. <laughs> Man, that's Now we have to explain favorite. that. That's my favorite chant. <laughs> so Yellow and Black Army, if you've been to any of our games, you know that's one of our chants. Um, and uh, we had somebody post in one of the social media groups. I uh, said, when you yell Yellow... And Black Army, what I hear is, and there's this hilarious picture, is like the New Mexico United yellow with black stripes, and then there was a, a piece of cornbread that said yellow just like cornbread. So when you yell yellow and black <laughs> army, I hear yellow just like cornbread. And now it's become a thing. We're like chanting yellow just like cornbread now just for fun. It's been stuck in my head since color. I love place. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. Also, everybody loves cornbread. So. All right. So now it's time for my least favorite part. Podcast. Fun facts. Uh, so we do a game almost every week, as we've talked about. This one we're calling Fun Facts. Uh, and essentially the way it works is I'm going to name uh, a fun little tidbit about a New Mexico United player. Um, RJ's probably going to Google it and cheat. Um, but, uh, no, he's not gonna no, actually going to do that. Going. Don't do that. Um, but anyway, so uh, you have to tell me who that fun fact is about. You're just going to get five fun facts. Whoever has more at the end, hopefully you don't tie. Uh, whoever has more at the end uh, will uh, will have $50 donated to the charity of their choice. Ron, your charity of choice. I will go with the Ronald McDonald House. Nice. Love that one. Helps uh, helps family members of individuals who are, who are currently in the hospital. Great organization. Great organization. RJ, your charity of choice. You know, I'm going to steal yours. You're going to do Casa Q? I'm going to go Casa Q because I, Casa I, Q. I looked into them, researched them, and, and man, this is something I get Is behind. this a reverse jinx to get your first? <laughs> that's going to be your second win. Second win, you beat Manny. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Manny. We talk about it every week. That's my only win. <laughs> Manny, I skunked you, and, and you've been playing great ever since. So hopefully I skunk Ron, and he sells every partnership they have. <laughs> and speaking of Casa Q, uh, Pride Month is coming up. Uh, our next home match will be Pride on the Pitch on June 5th. Really looking forward Nationally to that. televised on ESPN News. We have to make sure we make a statement to the country. Yes, so everybody come there, get your uh, get your Pride on. We're going to have uh, lots of Pride stuff set up uh, through the curse as well. We'll get the, those details on our net, and we'll announce those soon. So uh, join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get right down to the game. Um, we're going to let our guests go first, as always. Uh, Mr. Patel, I'm going to give you a fun fact, and you're going to tell me which player it is about. Are you ready? Is this multiple choice? Or I have to no, come up with no, the you player. No, you got to know the player. Woo, you ready? Okay. Yes. Who is the tallest player on the team? Tallest player on the team. Tommy Madden? Tommy Madden is correct. All right. One for one. All right. I didn't get I was. I was going to go with Cody. You would have been wrong by one inch. Tommy Madden is 6'2". Cody Mizell is 6'1". Again, very important to note that these are um, sports heights, so maybe they're adjusted a little bit. We'd have to ask somebody who worked for the club. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing. (laughs) All right, uh, RJ, you ready for your first one? Who is the shortest player on the team? Ooh, I'm going to... Oh, it's... Brucey. That is 
is incorrect. Is it Santi? It's Kenny Akamatsu. Oh, Kenny. Kenny is, uh, I don't remember what the height was, but he's the shortest. So, sorry, Brucey. Sorry, Brucey. Uh, so, all right, one for one for Ron, 0 oh for one for RJ. Ron, you ready for number two? Give it to me. All right. This player used to play in Iceland and was named as in the best 11 in 2015 in the whole country. Played in Iceland, best 11, 2015. The only one I know of that played in Iceland was Cody Mizell, I thought. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Ron is two for two. He's giving him the easy one. That's an easy one? <laughs> that was like my hardest one. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Whose favorite color is red? I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> all right, RG, you got to keep up here. Which player was signed as a trialist for New Mexico United? Oh, he, he went man. through the trials and was signed for New Mexico United. That Ron's waving his hand in the air, so but we don't have steals. Uh, <laughs> um, Come on, RJ. Yeah. Think about it. I'm going to think about it. Um, you want a hint? I want Josh Goss. Yeah. You just want to guess? That, that was my guess. That's your guess. Josh Goss. That's correct. Actually, there were two players who signed as trialists. Josh Goss is one of them. Daniel Bruce, the other. So you're correct. There we go. There you go. All right, Ron. Your third one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who is the only player on New Mexico United to have beaten the New York Cosmos? Oh, this is tough. The only player on New Mexico United to have beaten the New York Cosmos. I'm going to take a shot in the dark because I do not know this one. I will go with Austin Yearwood. It's incorrect. Devin Sandoval. Beat the New York Cosmos. Because he played in the NASL with Rayo OKC or yep, with San with, Francisco? With Rayo OKC. Okay. So that's uh, Ron. It's your first miss. RJ, you can catch up right here if you get this one. Are you ready? Yes. Which New Mexico United player has the most career professional goals? Mm, I'm going to go with Devin. It's incorrect. Mm. It's Kevon Frater. It's 33 career professional goals. And uh, second was Devin. I don't remember the number. Third, David Estrada. Uh, he's at like 27, 28, something like that. Mm-hmm. He had 11 in two different years. Oh, there you go. There's something, like, something, something there for you. All right. Uh, Ron, which player was born furthest from New Mexico? I'm going to go with Ethan Sampson. That is incorrect. It's Rashid. Was born furthest from New Mexico. Was, so I don't even remember Ghana what. Ghana is farther than South Africa. That's what my map said. Maybe I got that wrong. Oh God, let me look it up. Hold on. No, it's right. He got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold oh, on. Jay is a geographical genius. New Mexico <laughs> to South Africa. Hold on. You could have a reversal here, folks. Challenge. <laughs> We're going to edit a lot of this out. Well, we'll edit some of this out, but this part we won't. You can get your New Mexico <laughs> you, or uh, your, 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 curse cat, your curse hats at any uh, curse watch party this weekend or any weekend As that worn we're around. by Cody Mizell. As worn by the savior, Cody Mizell. The, uh, your challenge is sustained. You are correct. South Africa further 9,500 miles from New Mexico. So, Ron, you got that one right. What kind of crack research team do we have working this curse cast? It's me. My bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, RJ, you need this one. Are you ready? Let's go. Which player has been named his club's man of the year multiple times? Mm, Devin Sandoval. <laughs> Is that your answer for every question? <laughs> Is that your final That's answer? That's my final answer. It's David Estrada. You knew this. We've talked yeah. about this one. I gave you that one because I thought you knew it. Oh my god, I was trying to help you. Oh, 
pay attention to these curse casts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're through four each, correct? It's like a penalty shootout. <laughs> You've already won. But <laughs> let's go ahead and do the last one just for fun. Uh, all right. Which player, Ron, has moonlighted as a stand-up comedian? Can you give him the easy one? That was going to be the one I was going to give you if you're still in it. I was trying to stack the deck for you. It's moonlighted as a stand-up comedian? I've watched his comedy. It's great. It is fantastic. Which player is moonlighted as I can't wait to tell him who it is. You know, I, don't, you, I don't think you'll guess it. Maybe. Just know that you've already won, so you can just I know. say know. Okay. Well, I don't like to get things wrong. <laughs> okay, so which player has moonlighted It's not someone you'd expect, I would say. Schmitty? Not Justin Schmidt. Tony Soler has uh, moonlighted as a stand-up comedian. Okay, I can see that. All right, yeah. my favorite part of that of his act that I saw was uh, he's in New York City doing stand-up comedy. And he goes, uh, people, when they meet me for the first time, they can tell by my accent that I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. I died laughing. All right, so Ron, you got that one wrong. You've already won, but RJ, just for shits and giggles. Uh, who is the second youngest player on the team? I'll give you a bonus point if you can say the youngest and second youngest, don't and then you say, then you could tie Ron. Don't say Devin. <laughs> <laughs> it's Devin Sandoval. It's got, okay, it's got to be Devin. No, um, <laughs> I think. Are you telling me youngest or second youngest? What are you telling uh, me? The youngest is Ryan Williams. I think the second youngest he looks is the youngest. Yeah, he's got a baby face. So I'm sorry if I'm wrong. He does. Um. I have no idea. I have no idea is incorrect. Uh, and Ryan Williams is not the youngest. That would be Tommy Madden is the youngest. Tony? Ryan Williams Ryan is the second youngest. That's what so, I said. So you said it. he was the youngest. Ryan so he got it right. Yeah. yeah, we'll give it to you. That's fine. You still lost. <laughs> Ron wins uh, three to two. So that means $50 from the curse to the Ronald McDonald house. Excellent. Thank you, Ron. We appreciate you playing with us. Now time for going from RJ's least favorite part of the show to his favorite. The good, the bad, the ugly. Speaking of ugly, let's start with RJ. Go. What's your ugly, man? My ugly... Is that insult? Is dollar beer nights. Dollar that beer only nights. lasts 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Dollar beer nights are wonderful. Uh, I don't think it would be a good idea to do those in New Mexico. Let me add that. No. Um, it's but, easy to throw a dollar beer. Yeah. <laughs> what was it that Eric Winalda wanted in Vegas? He wanted $2 tequila nights oh, in Vegas. God. <laughs> Eric Winalda's got more things to worry about, like losing 4 nil to Phoenix. Yeah. Hey-o. Um, anyway, so that's, yeah. No, I agree. Half an hour. Come on. I mean, we didn't even get into the game for till till dollar beer night was over. You know what? As we said earlier, we had our free beer in the parking lot, so. There we go. Yeah, I had a blast anyway. But come on, extend that. You're Colorado Springs. You need your fans there. It's true. You need them liquored up, too. Ugly Ron. <laughs> ugly, yes, Ron. ugly Ron. <laughs> <laughs> ugly, comma, ugly Ron. Ron's turn. Uh, so my ugly is, and this has nothing to do with the man, even though he's a Manchester United fan. He's mm. still a devout uh, curse member, I believe, and great supporter. Kevin McCann, uh, yes. driving back from Colorado Springs. Uh, had a, He's had such a great time at the game. I talked to him before he left. And on the way back home, about 20 miles north of Fertone, someone clipped the front fender of his car. He thinks it was a trailer. It jammed his fender, broke his side mirror, obliterated the window, and scraped up the side. The poor guy drove back from 20 miles north of Fertone. It was cold. Without a window. And, and, and late at night. Back. Late yeah. at night. And, yeah. And that's my ugliest. Kevin, we love you. You're, you're a great fan. You're a great part of the soccer community here. And, and we hope you get your car fixed soon. And uh, hope the... Uh, the insurance uh, deductible is not too big. Yeah. And I had a great conversation with Kevin actually at the match 
in the in the closing minutes, maybe like eighty something minute, we were sitting there, and uh, actually it may have been halftime. Now that I think about it, but anyway, during the match, uh, we just had a great conversation about kind of how this is built, how this has kind of come up, and how much of a blast it's been for everybody. So we love you, Kev. Uh, uh, glad you were not hurt in that situation. Yes, Very absolutely. scary situation, and and uh, certainly hope that as as Ron said, deductible is not too bad on that. Insurance covers most of it. Um, my ugly uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum was one of the security guards <laughs> in Colorado. Springs. He uh, felt the need to be a real tough guy. Uh, he came over to our our section, um, which was very loud, very rowdy. It's what we do. We have flags. We have drums. Um, and maybe he wasn't used to that. Um, but he came over and made it very clear that flags were not allowed. <laughs> and uh, so the people who had the flags, uh, we had them move over to the right side so they were out of the way. And he continued to harass our people. Um, and what I said to him was, well, what, who are they blocking? Who they sold us a section in the corner. Right. You, you were in the corner. We're blocking nobody at that point. Again, we moved over to the side to make sure that we were not blocking anybody. And I asked him, who are we blocking? And he said, well, do you want me to throw you out of here? And I said, tell me what rule I broke. And then, then throw me out. Go ahead. But tell me what rule I broke. And he just, he had a very strong, I, I have opinions on maybe why he uh, was so maybe intense towards our group. I'm going to leave those off the air, but I have very strong opinions. Um, also, if he was on the team, he would be the shortest player. On the <laughs> Mexican United. That's right. That's right. Uh, but I, I will say the vast majority of the folks in Colorado Springs, the fans, the security, the, the organization, the top broadcasters. notch. Fantastic. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, uh, top notch. Um, not a fan of that one guy, but one guy does not make a, a, a poor situation. So we still had a great time. Um, and yeah, that was that. So uh, you're bad, RJ. You uh, are bad, RJ. My bad <laughs> is also one guy from Colorado Springs, but it's a different guy. There was a guy who kind of stayed behind the New Mexico United fans and tried to pick a fight with us, mm -hmm. tried to uh, instigate something. And, and he was probably the one complaining that our flags were in the way. He was. But I, this is one guy that made a I mean, we, we really ignored him and shook his hand after we left and stuff like that. But and there was well, one me, guy who was trying to instigate something, and that one guy is my bad. Well, he, he said that was his season ticket, right? Yes. So he bought a season ticket behind the away section. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that they too often get that away section filled. Yeah. I mean, they don't get their home section that's filled. Where his, that's where I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I did. It was RJ Montani. Is a, why would you buy a season ticket behind the away section? Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't know what the setup was with regard to that. Um, and, and part of his beef, I think, was legitimate uh, because there were two little girls who had seats nearby who weren't able to see because we were standing up. But soccer fans stand up. That's the thing. So again, I, I get his frustration with that, but I don't think it was handled the right way. I agree with you, RJ. Um, and, and I think he and, and some of his, uh, I'm not sure if they were friends or relatives or, or whatever. Uh, I mean, they, they were there to, to mess with the fans and that's fine. You should, you know, have a good time. They had their Vuvuzelas and they were blaring them at us the whole time, which is nothing wrong with that yeah, at that all. Great. Nothing wrong with that. We, we welcome that. It's, it's fun, but also maybe don't be surprised when some of that comes back your way. Um, and I think that's fair. So, yeah, I agree with you on the bad there. Uh, Ron, what's your bad? So, ugly Ron's bad here. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the FA Cup final, okay? I've yeah. just played this weekend. You guys know I'm a Liverpool fan, so yeah. I'm a little mad at Man City right now. So, they win the FA Cup final. We, we watched some of the games together. Yes, we did. In Colorado Springs. They win the FA Cup final 6-0, okay? It's not the bad part. 
after the I trophy, think that's pretty bad. <laughs> after, that's pretty bad. Yeah. After the trophy presentation, you see there's like Raheem Sterling, who scored a hat trick in the game, mm-hmm. has got his scarf on, his Man City scarf that a fan gave to him. And you see like three television broadcasters waiting to interview him, but they can't get a word in because Pep Guardiola is giving him this long lecture on whatever he didn't do right in that game. Is, is Pep aware <laughs> that this was the last game of the season? Last game of the season. You've already won the league. I get you didn't win the Champions League. I know they wanted to do that. But you're sitting there lecturing your guy after a hat trick in a 6-0 victory. Pep Guardiola, that is Bad. That is definitely bad. All right, my bad uh, was the audio quality on the broadcast uh, for this game. I understand sometimes you have technical difficulties. That's a given. You know, uh, the first half was up and down with the audio um, from Colorado Springs, and then for the second half, for about twenty minutes, there was no audio whatsoever um, after it was fading in and out, fading in and out. And I'm choosing to believe that they intentionally cut the feed because the curse was too loud. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Um, I know that's probably not true, but yeah, they're just trying to cut us off. It's uh, Illuminati. I think, you know, we make things look too easy. Like, (laughs) hey, look, it's easy to host a podcast. Hey, look, it's easy to have great quality audio. So it's a hell of a lot harder. I blame us for that. You know, it's our fault. (laughs) Yep. That's it. So that was my bad. Um, uh, Now let's move on to the good. RJ, let's end on a high note. What's your good? My good is those same broadcasters. Okay. The same broadcasters, they named New Mexico United oh, yeah. contingent the fan of the game. <laughs> That's right. Fans of the game because I, we were. On the road. On so the this road. This is like a segment they have regularly, right? During their game, they I guess pick a fan that's rowdy. Yeah. And that's and the it's fan a sponsored, of the game. It's a sponsored it segment. A sponsored it's a sponsored segment. segment. Okay. So they have a sponsored bar. It's an Irish pub, I believe, mm-hmm. in, in Colorado Springs, who sponsors a fan of the game. Yeah. And this week, it was the New Mexico United contingent. It was <laughs> all of us. They had a, showed a wide shot of our field section and yep. said, here's, here's your fan of the game. Well, here's the thing. Two, there's two reasons that's good. One is the obvious one. You know, we went out there. We were loud. It was great. I got to give props to the switchbacks for that, for being willing to swallow their pride and say, you know what? These fans came out here in numbers, en masse, busted their asses to cheer for their team. That's props to them on being willing to say that, to say it on their broadcast. They could have just picked a random switchbacks fan. They could have done it, and I'm sure they've probably done that in the past, but they didn't. They were honest, and, and props to them for it. Yeah, and props to our people. You guys were rowdy from the tailgate oh, till yeah. well past the bar <laughs> that we went to afterwards. And, and, and it was great to see people acknowledging, like, hey, these guys are cleaning up their trash. They weren't really mean. They were rowdy and loud and, and made a ton of noise, and they celebrate their players. They celebrate their organization, but they were respectful. They were, were good fans. So, yeah. so we put on a really good face for that, and I acknowledge all of all of New Mexico United Nation that went out there. Hell yeah. Ron, you're good. My good. I, I talked earlier a little bit about the magic of the cup and the open cup, and, and I'm not going to talk about New Mexico United here. I'm going to talk about the Florida soccer soldiers. Yeah. Florida soccer soldiers, an amateur team from Miami, Florida. You're my hometown. Yeah. Your hometown. And so Florida soccer soldiers went on the road, I believe, mm-hmm. and won an open cup game against Charlotte, Charlotte uh, independence of the USL. Yep. And made it to the next round. Who helped me out? I don't know. They're, if they're playing, playing North next. Carolina. They're playing North Carolina FC of the USL. So this is an amateur team, bunch of uh, of guys that work full time jobs or go to school and are playing for fun. 
they said, oh, wait a minute, we got to get to Charlotte. Yep. <laughs> or we got to get to North Carolina. North Carolina. I think they're North playing Carrie, yeah. Carrie, North Carolina. So they said, what, is, what do we do in this day and age? We put up a GoFundMe page. Yep. So uh, my good is not actually for, I'm not going to name the Florida soccer soldiers. I'm going to name fans of lower league soccer around the United States because doggone it, they put a $1,500 goal. They raised 15, one, yeah, 15, $1,500 goal. Yeah. They raised $1,670. And the fans of lower level soccer around America pitched in. I saw people from all over the country pitching at five, ten, twenty five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they are traveling now to Cary, North Carolina, and they raised that in two days. In two, in two days, yeah, days. forty eight hours. Yep. And, and here, here's something that I thought was really great is the supporters groups yeah. names that I yes. saw on that GoFundMe. Las Vegas, uh, the electric electric company from Las Vegas Lights. Uh, the the supporters, oh, I'm forgetting their names right now, but the supporters of the team they're playing, the North Carolina the FC, Oak City, Oak City supporters. Yes. They donated awesome. to get the team to play against their team. That's freaking class. That's amazing. I love to see that. Uh, the Tulsa Lunatics, they donated. The Curse donated. Andrew Bolte, who is the most loyal <laughs> lower league soccer Absolutely. supporter in the world. I've never met anyone. I, I so I, I was donated. stuck in a car with Andrew for about 12 <laughs> hours this week. We had, it was great. And man, it was so awesome learning just everything about both Andrew and lower league soccer. You know he's the most dedicated lower league supporter when you go to Star Brothers where I go to watch Liverpool play on a Saturday at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, there's a break in the action and you hear Andrew cheering because yes. he's got his iPad up watching his team, Rochdale. Which is in which is in League 2? <laughs> league 2. Yeah. Because at, when he played FIFA one year, they were the lowest ranked team in FIFA. <laughs> and he picked them, that's my team, and he bought a jersey. And he's there while we're watching Liverpool. He's got his iPad open watching Rochdale. Yeah, and I've been there several times and it's like completely quiet. I'm there watching an Arsenal match or I'm there for another match and it's completely quiet everybody's watching a match and then all of a sudden you hear yeah <laughs> and that's Andrew because Frotschild just scored on his iPad and everybody looks over like what the hell just happened it's amazing it's it's really great but 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 to your point uh you know lower league soccer supporters from around the country came together for an amazing cause the magic of the cup the magic of the cup it's beautiful all right my good uh speaking of cups the four corners cup new mexico united currently leading it's uh we're we're officially a third of the way through we are 33 percent of the way through the four corners cup competition the inaugural year the only team with a win so far is new mexico united they've got two of them now granted we've played three matches Phoenix has played two. Uh, Colorado Springs has played two. Real Monarchs have played one. Uh, but we're the only team with a win. We've got a goal differential well above our opponents. Six, um, I believe. So ours is six, and Phoenix's is zero because uh, yeah. they've drawn both their matches, and that's the next highest. Um, so, I mean, the, the 5-1 win against Monarchs certainly helped. Uh, the, the 3-1 win this week certainly helped, and, and we drew against Phoenix. So uh, we're, in, we're in pole position right now. Obviously, two-thirds of the way to go. A ton of things could happen. A ton of things could go wrong. A ton of things could go right. But we're sitting pretty right now, and I like to see that. We, we traded off. Uh, we gave, handed over the Four Corners Cup to the Trailheads uh, at the tailgate on Saturday. They will get it to either Red Fury um, or the Wasatch Legion um, sometime in the near future. We want everybody to get that before we, uh, before we bring it home for uh, for the entire next year after we win the damn thing that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah to brand 2019 oh yeah we need to tell the other supporters groups well that's what we want to do we should talk to them about that and so we talked about etching in the year so when we win this year etching in 2019 in new mexico um but instead of etching rj had a great idea to brand brand it it. yeah because the cup is literally kind of like a big plaque right with all four states on it yeah and so you can brand and it's all west you know it's 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 a it's a western conference a west the old southwest trophy 
So let's brand it. I love yeah, the idea. Be great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got one more good. Actually, okay, we got uh, a bonus, bonus good. Bonus We've got good. some fans out in, in in the East. New York. New York. And I just want to throw a shout out to them. Michael Klein and his wife, Melissa uh, Aragon, they are probably the furthest East fans we have oh, in the I'm U.S. Of, yeah. In the U.S. So I just want to give them a shout out. They uh, are going to be moving to Albuquerque here soon. So once they do, hit me and David up. We'd like to have a beer with you guys and celebrate some New Mexico United uh games and and success with you guys so and, uh, and just as important uh you know that couple so from michael um he wanted to to have us let melissa know he wanted us to send her a quick message um essentially saying happy anniversary it's their one year anniversary coming up great is that and nice. and what better way when they are separated so michael is back east uh in new york he's going to be moving back to new mexico which is his, where he grew up but right now, Melissa's already back here, and they're both big United fans. So Michael can't be with his wife. Their anniversary is this, this week, weekend, and he wanted to just have us give her a shout out, Melissa. Happy anniversary from Michael, and uh, happy best best to both of you. And we hope to see you at a United match soon. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I mean, Michael, you're making me look bad. <laughs> I think I forgot our, our last anniversary, and we've been oh. married for three years. Oh, so. ours is coming up like. Next week. Or Don't two. forget. I, I know it's on, it's on the forget. calendar. It's on the calendar. I got it. <laughs> I, I got it. My phone. It's in the mental calendar. Yeah, it's on the phone. I wouldn't yeah. <laughs> All right. Chanel listens to this. Uh, but yeah, Michael, <laughs> congratulations on one year. It's Woo-hoo! awesome, man. All right, I think uh, I think we're gonna close it out there, RJ. You wanna you wanna take us home? Yeah, we have uh, uh, quite a few people to thank. Star Brothers Brewing, your official home of the Curse Viewing Parties, fifty seven hundred San Antonio Drive. That is I twenty five in San Antonio. You can't miss it. You'll see Big Bertha flying out there. Yeah, Rio Bravo Brewing, Brewing nineteen twelve Second Street, I forty and Second. You'll also see Big Bertha flying out there on away matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, boxcar up in Santa Fe. 530 South Guadalupe Street and Bosque Brewing down in Las Cruces, 901 East University Avenue. Woo-hoo. That was a lot of fun when we went down there. So and yeah. we're uh, in, in the works to get some bigger things down in Las Cruces. So yeah. stay tuned for that. We've got stuff. Yeah. Expansion. we got stuff brewing. Hey, right, see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> if I can just add something real quick. Yeah. I, I want you guys to know we're from working in the front office. You know, obviously all of us, this is what we do for a living. What you guys do for the curse, and I'm not just sucking up here, you guys just make our jobs so fulfilling. And I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, the passion, uh, the fandom of obviously the two gentlemen in the studio with me and all of you beautiful people that are listening right now. You're beautiful. What you guys do is incredible, and we've got the eye of the soccer world, and a big part of that is you guys. It's not this front office. It's it's you guys. It's so. all of us. It's all of you guys, and we couldn't do it without everybody who listens to this podcast, everybody who comes to the tailgates, everybody who comes to the matches, travels with us for the away games. It's it's a blast because all of us are doing it together. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's fan. It's so, so much fun. It's almost, it's almost uh, a couple more people. We got uh, ESPN Radio 117, the team. This is uh, the studios we're broadcasting out of tonight and every night. Uh, home of uh, your Lobo baseball team, your LA Dodgers, and your New Mexico United. I said the New Mexico United. I Don't that. say that. Oh. <laughs> I just caught myself saying that. But I'm New Mexico United Soccer. No. I know you're not a fan. I'm no, not a fan I don't like it. I'm not. Now that it's happening, it's in my brain. It's like saying the word Whopper at a McDonald's, <laughs> and then in, enough times I actually do it. So <laughs> I'm sorry. But ESPN Radio, shout out to you guys so much. Uh, 
so much of our success has happened in the studio, so thank you so much. And uh, we are also on the Beautiful Game Network, home to several MLS Premier League and USL podcasts. We are a very proud member of the BGN. Hey, and the noms. Absolutely. Can't forget the noms. The noms, this, uh, the theme music you've been listening to this and every week, thanks we, to the noms. We love the noms. All right, David. Ron, Ron. Thank you for your time, man. It's, it's people don't know this, but we record this kind of late at night, and uh, Ron's hanging out with us. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Ron. We appreciate it. Thank you, David. We're gonna take it out from there, and uh, we'll see you uh, watch parties this weekend. Take a look on the social media. We'll get those events coming up for where, as RJ said, we'll have those and when and all the details. But until then, and the women's national team, women's national team, and you oh. can get your curse cats. And curse hats. Curse hats. We've already. Yeah, but we are going to be. Uh, yeah, thank you for reminding me of that, Ron. We're going to be teaming up with the uh, the American Outlaws Albuquerque. Um, we're going to have watch parties for all of the women's national team World Cup games. We're excited to cheer on the ladies as they uh, win another championship, another world title. We're excited for that. So we'll have that as well. But again, stay tuned to social media for all of that. Until we see you this weekend, we are united. Somos unidos. Yellow just like cornbread. Yellow just like cornbread.